Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Petra Sporanova is an active mom of two little boys. She combines her passions of living an active lifestyle with being a full-time parent. She loves a good coffee, chocolate, and dancing, whether it's through aerobics or spin class. She loves hiking, running, cross-country skiing, and traveling. She moved from Slovakia to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which was quite the adventure in itself, and now is happy to daily put on her Kojo breastfeeding activewear and adventure with her sons. Kojo is a brand that is made in Europe and run by two moms, one being Petra. It is focused on sustainability and child-parent bonding, and we can't forget getting outside. Petra, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Hi, Petra. I wish that I knew about your brand or that maybe that your brand existed when I first started having kids because having your gear and being able to nurse on the go would have been so much easier. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your family and how you incorporate your kids in with your adventures? Yeah, for sure. So for my introduction, I'm coming from Slovakia, as was already mentioned, and we moved to Calgary three years ago. I have two little boys, Lucas and Michael. They are four years and one and a half or 20 months to be precise. And we really love all the adventures. They are so curious, so adventurous, so active. So usually running to opposite direction. So probably you remember the timing <laughs> then. Uh, we have really full, full and active days together. And we usually used to take them to the every adventure that we do with my husband or with some of our friends. Uh, and usually many of our adventures are outdoors. So Amazing. if there's, I can probably add one more thing that if there's one world that characterizes me the most it's definitely movement <laughs> so it was also in a way of moving like traveling and exploring it was much easier before for sure before COVID but I hope so that we will get there again but it was also movement in a way of um, like exercising so movement in a way of uh, like doing sport dancing and Lauren was already mentioning that so yeah I like to do plenty of stuff and when possible currently we are doing everything together even with my boys and when did you move to Canada yeah it was like approximately three years ago Okay, yeah. so one of your sons was born in Slovakia then? Yeah, yeah, you are great. <laughs> okay. Lucas, Lucas was born in Slovakia when he, was when he was one year old. We moved here and then Michael, he was already born in Calgary. So now you get to explore a new country and new places with your children. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's quite a challenge, honestly, but it's really nice adventure, I need to say. We love different cultures, we like different countries, and it's somehow combined this adventure, everything together. And you started hiking with your boys right from a newborn age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were hiking already in Slovakia with Lukas. And I need to say that we are much more outdoorsy even here because like Rockies are amazing. Uh, everyone is usually <laughs> nodding the head because like the nature here is, yeah, it's one of the most beautiful probably in the world. So we are usually spending every weekend on a hike. Mikey started to hike when he was like, yeah, he started with us for sure when he was like five, five weeks only. Yeah. Our first hike was Grassy Lakes. It was really chilly because he's November child. So it was December, minus 12. And yeah, and he did amazing. Wow. Do you have any tips to help other families with that transition with the newborn? Yeah, for sure. Usually people are asking how you motivate your kids to get out. I need to say that usually they behave much more better outside than indoors there's some fighting you know and screaming inside but it's plenty of stuff to do and what to explore outside so they are behaving well they want to get outside currently when we are saying we are going out Mike is already bringing his shoes and hat he's ready to go he's standing close to the door so uh, there is not really like hard to convince them anymore and it's because we tend to go outside really often I would say every day since the like almost day one since they were born so usually kids like what they tend to do with you right so if you like to go out if you like to do sport if you are active uh, kids used to do it as well with you and they simply like it and then they are still asking for it so Lucas is still asking mom it's Saturday again can we go to the mountains because it was a repetition that every weekend we went to the mountains together so yeah transition could be hard for someone and they should start slowly I would say and with something that is really well known for them uh, so usually I would recommend that they will start with really small hike they will start with a hike that they will know or if they don't feel comfortable they will just do some walk around the house you know or they will stay in the neighborhood that they feel comfortable and stay and safe so definitely they should start slow but definitely they can do much more every day. I'm sure that they, they kids will love it. Wonderful. That's awesome. Yes, we have Turner on the podcast now again today. <laughs> Hi, Turner. Hi, Turner. He's very His sweet. jammies are so cute. <laughs> I love babies when they first wake up from naps and they have that sleepy face. Yeah. Petra, tell us more about Kojo. What inspired you to start a breastfeeding activewear line? Yeah, to be honest, the breastfeeding line was founded by my friend. I would say one of my best friends, she's like my soul sister, so similar in the values and so similar in a way of living. She's really vivid hiker and runner, like active, loving mom and wife. Uh, her name is Jana and it was born in Slovakia. And currently the Kojo is like her third child and mine as well, I need to admit. It's our hobby, but even like, like really small business. And it's currently running just by two of us. So two moms and usually just when kids are asleep and have the 
idea came came up it was when Yanka was on a hike when uh, her son Philip was just a few weeks old and she was wearing like a regular base layer and then he was wrapped to her really closely and then she was like facing difficulties to reach out to her boob and he was whining a lot and she wanted to comfort him and it was really hard so she was struggling then she tried even regular like breastfeeding apparel but then she was really wet and sweaty and it doesn't feel comfortable for her so she was googling all night and she said Petra there is a gap in the market like I need to close it so <laughs> she she just came up with the idea that she wants to create something that uh, there is you know like that comfort for the mom uh, that she has proper base layer but even comfort for the baby because it's like breastfeeding base layer and she can comfort anytime and anywhere Yes, and I should mention I have one of your nursing tops and I love it so much. When I first started nursing and hiking, I just, I didn't have any nursing tops. So I just would wear maybe a nursing bra, but then just my normal workout top over top. And I just would lift my shirt up on the trail and I was like, oh, no big deal. <laughs> but then fall hit and it would be chilly for me too to do something like that. And like you said, not as comfortable for babies. So having your top on fall hikes and then especially getting to winter hikes was super important and so easy to then just mm -hmm. nurse on the go. Yeah, it was, uh, I was joining, joining her once I had Lucas, so uh, like uh, one year after, and it was, uh, it was mostly after I remember that day, I was running, I was super sweaty, honestly, and then I was sitting, it was windy, and I didn't mind, as you said, to lift up the shirt, but then I was super cold in my lower back and my belly, and so, and I said, it doesn't feel good, I really need to dress up properly, and then since then, I was wearing coach like 90%. <laughs> time yeah that's amazing and do you also market to like non-breastfeeding moms or how does that work yeah we have even non-breastfeeding apparel for sure but i believe there's plenty of like base layers on the market really well set up big brands so we are quite niche product i need to admit because it's breastfeeding base layers from special materials like merino wool or other other natural fibers like tensile or model some are not well known but I can describe them better but we are focusing mostly on breastfeeding moms for sure that they can wear these base layers even after after weaning their babies because it's sustainable fashion and it lasts really for a long time but we have a couple of tops because mom were requesting it so we have a couple of tops for non-breastfeeding moms as well yeah and even for men and plenty of for kids yeah, I saw you were expanding your line out to more casual clothing too. And yeah, a ton for kids as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have some casual lineups, even like breastfeeding hoodies currently. And yeah, I have one <laughs> casual right now. <laughs> so it's good even to, if you are going to the office. Yeah, so quite, quite currently huge white collection. And now we are expanding to the new materials as well. Yeah, that's actually a really good point too, because if someone's going to the office and needs to pump at the office or something like that too, then yeah, that's it can be quite easier. Mm -hmm. I feel like when my kids were young, these kind of things were just starting to come out. And so now, yeah, I'd love to have more babies just so I can use all the breastfeeding gear. <laughs> yeah, usually what we listen is, yeah, I hope so. It was like here like five years ago. And so, so we try to do our best and to build a bit of brand awareness currently. Yeah, I love that you're designing this because, yeah, I definitely just had to suffer with the cold back and belly and sweaty or if I was wearing gear, just like 
my my own base layer is yeah like I said getting cold because I'm lifting my shirt up yeah what would be for people listening today what would be your top tips for feeding babies on the trail mm-hmm. yeah I wanted to start even when Adriana was asking whether it's something for non-breastfeeding moms I just wanted to say that not everyone is breastfeeding for sure and not everyone like it not everyone can and being good good mom really doesn't depend on the way you are feeding your baby. We, everyone knows, but it's sometimes good to underline it again. So if there is different way uh, for you, so just pack a bottle uh, of formula and take it with you. It's pretty fine. It's really perfect. Yeah, just today, because even because of cauldron, because it works for me, I like breastfeeding because of nourishment, because of that connection, you know, that we create. And uh, even because, uh, um, because of that convenience, we need to say that there is no need to pack anything else and that the goods are still with you. Uh, so uh, uh, I like nursing. And if I should provide some tip, uh, the mom should start slowly. It's like with everything. And they should start in an environment when they feel comfortable. So they should start to nurse and to be comfortable nursing at home uh, because some moms are usually nursing in some rocking chair or in a bedroom only on or in sideline position and so so mostly if it's the first baby or if you are nursing the first baby they are the first weeks it's good that you can nurse your baby even when you are sitting because usually on a trail it's good some kind of cradle posture or that rugby ball hold on the side or upward sitting doesn't matter which one but it's good that you can sit and nurse and and it's good if you try to nurse somewhere like in the public, it can be like even in your backyard or around the block, somewhere close. But I would say start slowly, just get comfort- comfortable with the baby outside and try to nurse them outside. So that's probably the first one. Then definitely uh, like all the recommendations for regular nursing, like yeah, it sounds probably like a joke, but stay stay relaxed and stay stay like have a have a enough of sleep yeah you you need to be well rested and then then hydrated yeah nourishment is really really needed because then you you know you burn a lot of energy even when you're doing some sport when you're hiking plus you're producing milk so it's definitely needed yeah and i was gonna say along those lines too i don't know if you ever did this petra on your adventures i find i was always feeding my daughter at the trailhead in the car just to kind of give her that option and that top up before we headed out on the trail so we could maybe get a little further before she wanted to eat again every start every hike we started feeding in a car and when he was tiny, then I used to I used to nurse him in a front carrier. So this is something that really worked for me. And then I used to use front carrier even at home because it enables you to multitasking, just to cook or entertain your toddler and to breastfeed at the same way at the same time. And so this is the way uh, what we did. So firstly, we came to the spot, then we nursed our baby, uh, my baby, and then we went on a hike. And uh, what, the only one thing that you need to do is loosen the carrier a bit because then his head is really close to your chin if he's sitting in a proper position. So you need to loosen like this shoulder straps or hip strap, and he needs to be sitting a bit lower, not to squish anyhow, and then proper layering 
comes in place because your boob, as you were talking, needs to be accessible and it's super useful, mostly in the front carrier that you can reach out the boob so that breastfeeding uh, bra and tops are really important for me not really breastfeeding hoodie, but I was wearing the hoodie with a zipper. So you just need to make sure that you can access your boob for your baby. And then you can even go, you can have male company there. <laughs> no one can notice anything. Even your top is well covered. So you don't feel any call. And so you can nurse on a go. And if you are taking out the kid from the carrier, mostly when he was a bit older, I, I try to make sure that mostly in the winter for sure in summer it's not such a big deal yeah you should stay in a shadow they should have something on their head and some sunscreen but uh, it's easy in summer in the winter they should be well bundled yeah even when you're choosing the spot it's good that it's not like um, really windy and it's good that they are dressed up properly I listened to your podcast uh, when you're describing how to dress up your baby and then toddler or older kids. And I fully agree with everything that was said. They are perfect. So I would recommend everyone to listen to them and good, good base layer for kids. It's really crucial as well. Yes, the base layers, that is great. And I think you said it best there when you're entertaining, sorry, Turner's making a lot of noise. Um, when you're entertaining your toddler and trying to breastfeed at the same time and that carrier trick to loosen your carrier, I think that's awesome. Yeah, one more, one more thing probably that I would add is if you are going on a hike and you're alone and you're with your baby, a little baby, and then a toddler or another kid, it's really good when you are choosing the spot, it's a spot that it's safe because you need to keep your baby out of trouble. Someone is not probably thinking that when you are sitting with your baby or you are occupying with breastfeeding, there should be or a small toy or something that your older one could entertain with. So it's really good. And then for me, that spot was really crucial when you are choosing the spot in summer it shouldn't be really sunny yeah it should be kind of shadow in winter not really windy uh, and quite safe as i was already mentioning and plus for me the view was crucial because it's much more to see than the phone screen that we probably need to admit that we usually tend to do at home when we are nursing we are checking all the social media or what's going on and it's perfect when you are out you are sitting on the trail and you can admire that the beautiful nature you can recharge with that energy so i i simply love it that's wonderful thank you for sharing that yeah we're all about taking in the views when we can yeah I can just add that if anyone is wondering whether to do it or not, so I would say just do it. <laughs> there is no, no need to overthink it too much, like re leave your judgment behind and I'm sure that you will get used to it. It will be easier every time, every hike did you go. And as you said, if there is any cottage, if there is a car, if it's super cold, for sure, you need to choose these spots, but definitely it's doable on a go or on the trail. Agreed. And I love how you said you would wear the carrier to feed at home too, because I think that's such a good point to try it at home before you're trying it on the trail. You want all these things to be practiced and comfortable before you try it in a yeah, new definitely. setting. I like like that mastery upfront. Yeah. With anything that you do, start slowly, start, start with something that you know, and yeah, and practice it firstly at home. Definitely. Even in a carrier. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good tip because I found breastfeeding while in the carrier and moving around to be a little bit complicated to get used to so for sure trying that at home before you go out 
is a very good tip. Yeah, I need to admit that uh, we had some challenges with Lucas. It was my first boy and then it was not everything super easy. He had even some difficulties to latch. He has his uh, tongue tie and, you know, the, the reflux, plenty of things that, that's uh, going on. I think that everyone of us have some kind of different journey. It was pretty smooth with Michael, but it can be even different with the second or the third one. So uh, for me, it was a bit harder to breastfeed Lucas in a carrier, I need to admit, and it takes a while that we get used to it and it was super easy with Mikey and I was using it uh, really often at home and I used to used to nurse him and then cook yeah and then I was talking to Lucas or I was with someone on the phone no one was noticing anything so definitely you, you can do it but it takes some time yeah we are superhumans <laughs> yeah superhero moms for moms sure. <laughs> the everyone of us yeah all right Petra where can people find you to follow along yeah, we have eShop, so we have our website, it's www.kojo.shop, K-O-J-O, so they can, they can find us directly on the website and uh, to see all the apparel, but uh, we are using, we are, we are trying to build a community, we are using social media, we have Facebook and we have Instagram, that we are quite active and we are sharing our like everyday experience and anything that that's going on and we share a lot of information about kojo what's new in our lineup what's coming what we plan and we are sharing some adventures or other moms what they are doing and honestly i think that this is something that we have quite in common both of our brands because it's much more than shirts or nursing tops we try to build a community and we try to remove that barrier that nursing on the go it's not possible and we try to bring families a bit closer closer together and mostly families closer to the nature and uh, we try to teach the kids that active lifestyle and lifestyle outdoors it's really beneficial for them for the whole life so I think that it's something that you try to try to do and I'm really inspired by your community so we try to do something similar but so far much smaller I would say what a great community you're building I love it where did the name Kojo, Kojo come from yeah, it's a wordplay. It's a wordplay coming from Slovak word koit, that means breastfeed. For sure, it's not so obvious in English, but because it was based in Slovakia, it's from Slovak word. Yeah, it means like breastfeed. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. All right, we're going to end today with our final questions. So Petra, in the last few months, what was the best purchase you made under $100? Yeah, under $100. We went, we went camping with our kids uh, to Banff National Park. And I need to say that, that there was like almost $50 reservation for the Town Mountain Campground. And it was really great investment at the end of June. We have a lot of fun together. It was nice adventure for them because we didn't uh, do it the last year, the last summer, and now we are looking forward or even to for like backpacking with them. So, so yeah, camping with my kids and the reservation of the campsite was definitely a really great investment for all of us. It was an amazing weekend, and for sure, a pencil, pencil T-shirt from Kojo is another option. <laughs> of course, yes, <laughs> under under one hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely, that is a great suggestion and experience purchases are always our favorite. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? 
Mm -hmm. I could share one from each, but probably I will start with podcast. Uh, it could sound like a cliche, but I really love your community. I was listening to several of your podcasts and they are so natural, so inspirational, so really good tips. So I need to say, ladies, like heads off, you are doing an amazing job. So definitely your Kids Explore podcast would be one of those. They are even like breastfeeding for busy moms. If someone is, wants to know a bit more about breastfeeding, it's run by Heather. And they are really useful tips as well. And to get a bit out of just the daily routine to know what's shaping our world, not to talk only the parenting, I like to listen even to economist podcast. Uh, so this can be a nice option if you have some time or you are driving the car. And uh, regarding the shows, I would, uh, yeah, there are plenty, but I would say probably the one that we are currently watching, uh, it's a documentary and it's called The Deadliest Journeys. I don't know whether you heard about it, but every episode shows how people in different countries, they're usually the third world countries, how they are living and how, which obstacles they need to overcome to get from point A to point B. But usually they're the countries like Tajikistan, Mongolia, and so, so they're living on a few dollars per day. And it's quite challenging for them. And we cannot even think that uh, like 400 kilometers can take us like one week. And it puts the things a bit into different perspective. And I, it let me appreciate really what, what we have currently and what kind of life we are living and what we can afford. So that's pretty nice. So it's like 30 minutes, 40 minutes session, but it's really nice. Absolutely. And the books, probably guides. Yeah, guides are fine. Like I have popular day hikes, Canadian Rockies, Kanonaskis, and these kind of guides. They are pretty good. I'm not really reading any any long books right now, to be honest, because it's quite busy at our place. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for all those recommendations, and thank you for the beautiful compliment about our podcast. That means so much. You're welcome. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore? I'm going to guess home. <laughs> yeah. We are going home. We are going in August. So oh, <laughs> yeah, in a few weeks. But if there's really no limitations, uh, I would travel the world, honestly. And I would probably start with uh, South America. There are the places that I would like to visit. I knew a few people from Colombia, Peru, Brazil. So I really would like to visit their countries to see Machu Picchu, Galapagos, Rio de Janeiro, and plenty of places there. So that's quite interesting for me right now. We all have the travel bug, so that sounds amazing. <laughs> thank you, Petra. And thank you for creating such an amazing community and clothing line. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.